Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am the host and founder, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Dr. Rob Barquet. He graduated from Purdue University, Thompson Jefferson Medical College in Philadelphia, and completed his internal medicine residency at Riverside Methodist Hospital in Columbus, Ohio. He is a board-certified physician who has been in private sector for 29 years, serves as a medical director of a nursing home and a thriving hospice agency. He's also the author of Simple Medicine, No More Google Searches. And without further ado, we're going to figure out and learn why he wrote the medical reference guide of, of the most common medical problems and complaints that he's seen in 30 years. And without further ado, please welcome Dr. Rob Barquette. Well, thank you so much for having me today. And I'm real anxious to get the word out on my book. I think it's the only medical reference guide that's uh, written for layman people or anyone with a eighth grade education. It's uh, written in almost a very Cliff note version of to make it very easily understandable and written so anytime there is a medical problem or complaint, you can go to it and there's one page that can hopefully prevent you from jumping off the cliff with one of your medical problems. Wow. And that is needed. I think they should keep those in the hospitals like like, you know, back in the day when they kept dictionaries and encyclopedias, because sometimes like the doctors, you guys talk to us with these enormous words. And I'm like, can you just break that down into layman terms or break that down to a person with a supply chain degree so we can understand? And, you know, it's kind of hard for patients who don't have anyone in their family that's in the medical field that, that they could go to to ask questions or et cetera. And I feel like sometimes whenever you have um, a, a bridge in communication or a communication breakdown, sometimes the doctors are saying certain things to the patients, but the patients are hearing something otherwise. So then it doesn't help with the treatment plan. So can you talk about your experiences there? And was that your main focus when you wrote the medical reference guide or what led you to writing it? Well, that is great uh, question. Um, my father was an internist. And so I grew up kind of in the medical field. And then when I became a physician, I knew I was speaking English, but the patients were listening to Chinese. So as long as I was talking in there and they would appear to nod their head and to understand, I knew by the time they left the office, they had really no idea what I have said. If it, you know, trying to explain a common uh, blood test or a urine test or the test I am going to run, you know, you mentioned some words, which in cancer, I'm looking for cancer and everybody's head just starts spinning. And uh, 
I, I have been a patient now multiple times myself, and I follow in the same trap. You know, I go into another subspecialty, and all sometimes I hear is blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, because you're scared. You're, you're going to have surgery. And uh, so I've been a patient, which helped me become a better uh, physician. And really, I try to talk to my patients. And we have families of patients here, generations. There's been a Barquette practicing medicine since 1967 here in Mansfield, Ohio. And I know I don't do an, a, a good enough job explaining and in layman terms, and there's no book out there for the patient. So that is why I think everyone who has a legitimate interest in their own healthcare should have this guide next to them. So when they do go home, they look up diabetes or they look up hypertension or they look up their problem, it's easily referenced and they can understand it a lot better. Beautiful. And since your book has been out on the market, uh, Dr. Barquette, have you tried to um, give this book to other physicians that are within your network to let them give you feedback or them to advertise it to some of their patients? Absolutely. And actually had one of my colleagues proofread it for me. And he noticed a few things that you write this and read it and go over it and over it and you miss some things. And I had really good feedback and I have some uh, physicians here in town that I gave copies to and I received very good feedback there. And then I went and I've given it to not only doctors to put in their, uh, in their waiting room, but dentists. And the dentists seem to really like it because there's a little waiting uh, time there. And, and they, I've gotten good feedback from the dentists and their patients. And then there's a, my residency program and then internal medicine at Riverside Hospital is an old attending of mine, Dr. Bose, and they have a huge private practice group of internal medicines, and he distributed those to those doctors to put in their waiting rooms. And I like that you guys are circulating the book around, and I also like the fact that you allowed another physician to proofread the book to just have a cold eye review to also um, give you some feedback on maybe something that you may have missed or something that was not easy, di easily digestible or et cetera. So whenever you think about the feedback that you've been getting from the book, what are some of the reoccurring feedbacks that you hear? Well, it's most have said it's very easy to understand. Most have given it to a family, bought, you know, come them given one to a family member. They say it is a quick read. Some have said they have felt my frustration and, and, and of being a doctor now in 2022 than it was being a doctor in uh, 1990. And they felt it was concise. Uh, they are able to go back to numerous problems. You know, if you don't have a problem with diabetes, really, why do you want to read that section? But, you know, whenever there's a problem that they have or cancer screenings or a medicine that I've given them for their problem, uh, they go back and review it. And even sometimes here in the office, I read the section that I've already gone over to make it simple to the patient while they're in my office. And they've really, they, I really feel like it's an extra set of care that I am given to them. 
And it makes it more personable because I think it helps build the relationship better with you and your patient when you do that, because you give it to them from a physician standpoint, but then you also whip out your book and give it to them in a simple medicine format as well to make sure that you are bridging the lines of communication and there's nothing left un unsaid that could, you know, cause the patient to feel as if they're not necessarily being heard. Correct. And you know, that's the main thing too, like the patients, you know, they will talk a long time, you know, some problems they talk a lot and I know it's very benign and, a, and then maybe I'll go do something else and they may say, well, geez, you just blowing me off, you know, and it's good. So when they leave that we talk about, you know, I'll reiterate what they thought their biggest problem was and I'll say, hey, you know, it's really not that much. It's just this or that. And they do uh, appreciate that because they know they're being heard. And that was the, another main uh, reason I wrote the book. It's been well known that people who have increased education, you know, or increased literacy in their own healthcare, it's proven to increase outcomes for those patients. And that right now has been the biggest feedback. And that's what I'm really most proud of right now. That is incredible because when you are knowledgeable about what's going on in your body, what are some of the ways to overcome it? And then you begin to do it alongside with your doctor. Because I always say your physician and you should be in partnerships because it's teamwork. You listen to them, but they also need to listen to you. Because one of the things that some people have told me who have cancer or autoimmune diseases, if they feel like physicians aren't hearing them whenever they're bringing up certain issues and they're like, just take this medicine, just do this, just do that. And some of the medicines may not work. They cause side effects and et cetera. So what are your views on holistic, holistic medicine along with um, Western medicine to complement the, the two of them? Well, I have to say through the years, <laughs> I've become much better at holistic. I used to kind of poo-poo it. I, I wanted to go with all science-based facts and what we learned in medical school and what we learned in residency. But throughout the years, there's no one way to the body. It can be treated by one method or the other. It's it, like you say, it's a whole gamut of things. And I've, you know, went to telling my son how bad even this is different, you know, marijuana was, he had a little affection for that. And to now I have the certificate to recommend, you know, marijuana. So I'm one of like 600 doctors in Ohio. I am very big on chiropractic medicine, rehab, vitamins. Uh, that's probably from my wife. She does all the, the reading and all that. And, uh, and I am open to anything that can help each individual. I want to dive a little bit deeper there, but before I do, so is your wife a physician as well? She's not, but she's very big into healthcare, yoga. Oh my gosh, makes me diet the way I've never dieted before. <laughs> I was a meat and potatoes guy. So, but no, she's very big into fitness and healthcare. And she does work here in the office, okay. uh, but she doesn't have any training in that, but just on the, on the go. She wants to make sure you're around for a long time. So <laughs> I can't believe that, but that's what she says. <laughs> oh, 
man. So you mentioned the marijuana, which I know medical marijuana, like I'm in Texas, so we don't have that here yet. But I do know that there is a friend of mine who her son um, suffers with seizures and epilepsy. So right. she drove all the way to California to do the medical marijuana for her son, and it has actually helped. And then you talked about chiropractic and Another thing that I use is acupuncture because when I got in an accident, acupuncture was very helpful for me. And then at the end, she would use a CBD slab, but she refused to sell me the slab. But I tell you, when she put it on my back, it was better than Icy Hot. It was better than Bengay or Biofreeze. And it was just so helpful. So can we talk a little bit more about medical marijuana, chiropractic, and maybe some of the Ayurvedic remedies that you've seen that have worked for some of your internal medicine patients without, you know, releasing any proprietary information. Yeah, I've been doing this uh, probably two and a half years now, and it you do learn on the go. And at first they came for marijuana, they, they came out with like 19 indications, and now it's up to 24. And then Ohio reviews each year other indications for its use. And I've seen significant improvements in people's chronic pain, people's anxiety, people's uh, post-traumatic stress, seizures, uh, fibromyalgia. And those are probably the most common reasons that I have uh, prescribed it. And they go to the dispensaries and they basically, it's a trial and error, trying to see how much the THC or how much of the CBD or combination or if it's the indica or sativa, sativa. And they become you know, more educated actually in it than I am. And you know, like you mentioned acupuncture, that's been a great way around here to help people quit smoking and, you know, the old, uh, in chronic pain. And uh, when, any, when anyone anymore has, you know, a neck pain, a back pain, and, you know, I go to the conservative measures of, you know, ice and heat, Tylenol, chiropractic manipulation, physical therapy, before I even start doing any x-rays or any injections or any further treatment like that. It's a team effort. So now let's talk a little bit, um, and I like that it's a team effort. You mentioned that it helps fibromyalgia and some of the other um, problems you mentioned, but going to a medical dispensary, because I know some of the medical dispensary, some of the grades are worse than others. So how can you ensure that the patient is getting a adequate grade that is helping them? Because you don't want something that's laced with, you know, some garbage or whatnot. So is there a way that you guys could not only prescribe it, but also have like a certain grade in your office so you can make sure that it's consistent across the board or does it not work like that? I'm just asking um, to get clarification. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't act like that at all. Uh, there's, they've had increased amount of dispensaries and they were in the bigger cities in Ohio. So at first, you know, there was Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati, Akron, really none in our area. And, it, and now there's like 37 but dispensaries. And they're all the State Board of Pharmacy, the Medical Board, Ohio State Medical Board, they have, they're under their control. And for me, as someone who advocates it, I am only, it's faith and faith only. And I tell them when they go there, start low and go slow. And, uh, and but we don't have any idea. We're hoping it's pure 
we have faith they'll get better, but that's all we have. Okay, start low and go slow. And then one of the, um, I'm just asking because these are some of the questions that others have brought up. So they said there's the regular marijuana, but then I think there's like liquid. I don't know about that. Is there like some type of liquid or something? Yes. Uh, What's the difference? There's different ways you can use these. Um, you can, don't smoke it, but you can use it in a vape. And then there's rub it on or topical. And what they're, you can, you get gummies, patches, pills, but you're uh, talking about a tincture where you can do drops, drops in your mouth. And I let the patient, uh, I defer to them to see which way they would like to have it. Okay, so you give them the flexibility there. Thank you for elaborating on that, Dr. Barquette. And um, early on, I mentioned that you talk about the 30 common um, symptoms and problems that people come to you for. Can you list those 30 problems? Maybe you can list all 30 of them or maybe some of the top ones, maybe the top 15 or something, just so we could be on, on a... Um, <laughs> on alert on what some of those problems can be because if we're not you know seeing these things or we fail to look at certain um clues or things that are going on with our body because not everyone is intentional on paying attention to how their body speaks to them and I think whenever you don't pay attention to how your body speaks and I'll give an example like for example if someone consumes some food and then they notice I um, a few hours after eating that certain food, they have stomach aches or tightness in their stomachs or cramps. Maybe it's a GI issue that you should get looked at, or maybe it's your body telling you that you, you cannot tolerate that food. And then so some people will re refer to the blood type diet where you eat according to your blood type, and that should help you correct some of the problems that you're having. Well, the most common, you know, you know, problems I see would be headaches, chest pain, acute abdominal pain or chronic abdominal pain, low back pain. And then the most common conditions I see by far is diabetes, hypertension, atrial fibrillation, heart failure, depression and anxiety, dementia, and uh, would be by far the overwhelming most common problems and conditions that I see on a, a daily basis. Sorry, I was talking to myself. I was on mute. <laughs> so <laughs> with those common types of um, problems, do you think any of those problems can be reversed with proper diet and nutrition? Oh, absolutely. I mean, for the majority of people, say, with diabetes or hypertension, even, you know, for people like anything, prostate problems in men. Uh, decreased risk of cancers. It all boils down to following a proper diet somewhere between 2,000 you know, and 2,500 calories a day, make it a low salt diet, really increase your, your fruits, your vegetables, your fibers, your legumes and nuts, and really decrease what we all love. I call them the four Ps in my book. And people say, well, these four P's, that's all my, uh, that's all my food groups. And P as in pasta, P Panera bread, P potato, P pastries or sweets. And if you can eliminate those or modify those and get more fish and chicken and 
still throw in a little red meat here and there every week, everyone's uh, would be much better health and we I would be prescribing a lot less medications. Yes. And speaking of medications, I have had a problem with some of the pharmaceutical companies, but this is not to bash on them. It's just a personal preference. And I feel like some of the pharmaceutical companies, they offload certain medications to the doctors and the doctors have to give some of those medications to the patients because quotas and et cetera. But do you feel like those medications, I know some people actually need medications, but there are alternate routes than just taking medication because if you take a certain medication then it gives you a side effect they give you another medication to mask that side effect and before you know it you're a pill popping zombie walking around here well most of my patients even from my dad to myself through the years here they they know we don't push medicines i mean you know if you're sick for a day or two we you know we're not giving antibiotics you know that's some viruses. It'll, you know, it, it pisses some people off. They come and do a copay and I won't give them anything. I feel less is always more. And when I see new patients uh, that come from referrals from other doctors, or they just, you know, through word of mouth come here, or I see in the hospice setting, or when patients come to the nursing home, the majority are have polypharmacy. They're on way too many drugs. And my, you know, there could be on the two of the same type of drugs. And these doctors just add medicine and add medicine. Like you said, they have a side effect of medicine and add another medicine. So I strip them. I strip them down to what, you know, really I feel is the main ones. I tell them, don't throw away your medicines. We may add them back, but we will do that at a slow process. And I'm just not a big medicine guy, but do it when I have to. Mm, thank you so much for sharing that. Cause I know some doctors get really upset when I ask that question, but I was like, Hey, I've seen it with my dad and we've told some people, Hey, this medication doesn't work. And some people are just so bold. If you don't take it, you'll just die. I'm like, no, there's other ways. Um, so with you um, focusing on internal medicine, has this always been a passion of yours, Dr. Barquette? And if you weren't doing internal medicine, would there be another form of um, practice that you would um, go into outside of the hospice and some of the other things? A very good question. I think, you know, from a young kid when, and my father making rounds and there was no specialist. And so every weekend I'd make rounds with my dad and I, I just felt a community back then of dad knowing all you know the other doctors the nurses and then going to the city schools here knowing the families i really thought that was my calling in residency though i really was uh drawn to cardiology but then i saw the lifestyle these cardiologists had i knew i wanted to raise a family and i knew i wanted time out of the office and so i i, I went back and just did my three years of residency and started practicing with my dad. But those days are over. I have to, I just want to get that clear. There's, everybody has a subspecialist. Um, they basically kicked us internal medicine doctors, family practice doctors out of the hospital setting. They now have hospitalists. And so because I'm never in the hospital setting, I don't meet any of the new cardiologists or infectious disease or pulmonologists, gastroenterologists, 
I don't meet them. I don't have that personal relationship as I do with the rest of the dinosaurs here, my age in this town, which we, you know, we, we did so much together. And when you don't have that personal friendship, then communication breaks down. And that's another thing I, I go in the book. I mean, there's no longer uh, see you in the hallway, a short conversation, a short note, a phone call, forget that. Uh, and it's very frustrating. And, you know, at this point in time, would I go back into medicine again? I don't know. Thank you for being open as honest there. And as we begin to wind down, Dr. Barquette, I want you to leave our listeners and viewers with your call to action for this segment. Well, my call to action is actually hopefully the patients become more educated on their own problems and their own chronic diseases. Also to look at the book and know, are they getting the appropriate vaccines or recommended? Are they being recommended the appropriate can uh, cancer screenings? And then if they are being treated, treated for a chronic condition, look at my book and see, this isn't, there's nine ways to skin a cap, but there's, this is standard of care. And if they must challenge their own doctor because the patient is their only, they're their own advocate. You have to be your own advocate. And not every doctor's built the same. Some are younger, some are older, some aren't keeping up. So challenge your doctor, become literate in your problems and you will have better health outcomes. Amazing. Yes, you definitely have to be your own self-advocate out here because no one knows how you feel. The doctors can only give you recommendation based on the lab works and um, the chart, the chart stuff that they see, but they, they're not in your body to feel for you. So make sure you speak up and do it in a partnership way with you and your physician. And Dr. Barquette, for anyone interested in connecting with you further, um, please share your website and where you hang out on social media. All right, well, here's, a, here's my book. You can see my book. I don't know, oh. So my book is on, it's simple. My website is simplemedicinebook.com. And this book can be at every Barnes and Noble or online with Amazon or Powell or Indigo, or yeah, just go to Amazon, hit Simple Medicine and you can buy it with one, one click and it's all yours for $17.95. Amazing. And are you on any social media platforms like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter? I'm, I'm on Facebook, but it's just more personal. I'm just starting launching uh, the advertising campaign, which is something I never, I didn't know how hard it was. And I uh, appreciate you getting me on this, my first podcast. I appreciate you taking the time and having me here. You're very, had very insightful questions and uh, yeah, I'm on in. Yeah, but I haven't really, I'm, I'm the campaign of advertising is an ongoing process. Okay. So I will make sure the show notes will definitely have your book. So simplemedicinebook.com by Dr. Rob Barquette. All of his contact information will be in the show notes. So you could go out and grab a copy of your book. So you could be knowledgeable when you're going into your next physician visit. And until we chat next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Remember to subscribe and share this podcast. We're on 40 plus platforms. Follow us on YouTube at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp for all things video content 
And also write us a review. I wanna know what, what you like, what you don't like, and any topics you wanna hear. I always believe in connecting with my audience because if I'm not learning, I'm not growing. And I'm here to educate, inspire, and motivate. And um, you could also donate to the podcast mission to help with lighting, sound quality, and et cetera via Venmo or anything else. So just go to genesisamariskemp.net to find all information. Until we chat next time, ciao. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel. Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at gems, G E M S, with W I T H, Genesis, G E N E S I S, Amaris, A M A R I S, Kemp, K E M P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, Your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.